0: Yes, hello and welcome along to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, this time in association with SVS Productions. We are looking back at the Moonraker Forest Rally in Ballyvourney last weekend. Uh, we're going to cover a good bit of ground on the programme. We're going to speak with Jim Murphy, the COC of that event. Uh, we're also going to chat to uh, Mossy Coslow, winner of the G1 Thousands there. Uh, we'll speak to Ryan Caldwell. We're going to speak to uh, Larry O'Shea, who's going to give us a flavor of what was like down there. Uh, He's also going to chat to us about, uh, very briefly, uh, looking ahead to the Cork Forest rally. And also, Larry is involved as PR for the Stone Trollers rally. So we're going to have a bit of a chat with him about that as well. And uh, Mr. Anthony Nestor is going to give us a whistle-stop insight into uh, timing. From uh, things on the other side of the fence So uh, we'll kick things off And firstly we're going to hear from Mossy Costlaw Now on the Irish Rally Podcast I'm joined by Mossy Kostlo, uh Winner below in uh, Balavorni last Saturday at the Moonraker Rally in the J1000s uh, Dramatic circumstances Mossy uh, An interesting day to say the least You made inroads coming towards the latter part Of it, you hung in there And ultimately you got the win, you must have been delighted
1: Yeah, it was a great Into the weekend but um yeah, it was hard, Luke and
0: Jack and Jan for on the last stage. But um,
1: yeah, it was it was kind of uh, interesting to be told at the side of the road. But um, no, it was a tough rally, and um, most important was to get through the last stage, and uh, that was just a bonus thing on top of it.
0: Yeah, what was the thought process going into the last stage then? Were you, were you like, I kind of have to keep this together, or what was the, what was the, uh, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I know I couldn't back off too much and I couldn't go mad altogether, all so I, it was kind of a
0: 50-50. Yeah, you got the balance right on you, but I, I'm sure, is it pure relief afterwards where you're around the place? How What were you actually like in the moment? Um, just, uh,
1: I i don't know really, just kind of um, more delighted.
0: Yeah. You take it all in your stride, anyway. You? I know from from chatting to you previously, that's type. Yeah, you're fairly easy going, and whatever it is, it is like you're just you're just kind of happy. You're you're happy to be there, even though you are competitive. Like you're just you're all with the punches. You're that type of lad. Yeah, I
1: okay, can. I just tip away.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and not as nice as of it.
0: Yeah, uh, the whole J one thousand thing in general. I think this is this is probably. I know we lost a bit of time with COVID and that. But was twenty nineteen? I think when you dipped into this first.
1: Yeah, I did uh, two rallies in twenty nineteen. The the Moonraker was well, my first ever rally, and uh, Cockfost. Uh, then.
0: Yeah, so given the fact that that was your first rally back then, did that make it a bit more special than last Saturday?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a very good known for us. Um, it was kind of especially in one way that it was only my second time ever doing this. And yeah. to, win it, to win it then was just, tapped topped it all off.
0: Yeah, and you forever associate that now with a, with a good thing, irrespective of what happens from from here on out. Uh, so the whole thing in general, we're the whole time saying how, how good it is, but it is so good, like the experience you've gained. And I imagine in the last three years, you've seen a good bit of differences maybe in yourself and you've probably learned a good bit. Um, what do you think you have learned in that space of time?
1: Um well, more car control and higher speeds and able to adjust to different weather conditions and just simple little things like mm.
2: tire
1: pressures and all that kind and, of like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And all this all this does come with time, of course. Now, um I suppose there's a there's there's a friendly word of advice coming from from Jason there as well. No stranger to Irish circles <laughs> been involved for a long, long time. So um I'm sure, I'm sure, like all father and son relationships, that can be what a help and a hindrance at times, depending on what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he may or may not be there beside you. I don't know if you want to pan the camera across. Maybe we shouldn't, actually. And we won't say where he is either, because that could be all under wraps and under big top secret. But, you know, obviously, it meant a lot to him as well.
1: Yeah. Well, we're uh, currently on the way down from getting his escort mapped. To ready to ah, go, there you for, go ready to go from Mandela on Monday for the visually impaired uh,
0: zero stuff. limits good stuff yeah no I didn't know I didn't know whether that was top secret or that mission you were on or not so uh, there you go I didn't want to be the one to say <laughs> what was what was going on but uh, in general then from from your point of view obviously next up is the core Forest rally you're in a pretty good position now in this championship as well yeah
1: well, well we were looking at the points and provisionally uh, I've taken the lead on it. Well, not sure, like, but but, uh, by my own Mets I have in here. And Mm. there's one or two points going into the last round in Cork, so it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, interesting indeed. Well, listen... Um I know you're on the move there and I appreciate you taking the call while you're on the move. And uh while the internet is holding up, we probably won't chance it any further. So all I can say is well done again and the best luck in a few weeks' time. All right. Thank you. Now on there is early Podcast and delighted to welcome along my co-host for the uh Tarmac Championship events, Mr. Anthony Nestor. Anthony is no stranger to forestry events either. But in fairness, Anthony, I think well we're used to seeing you in action as a navigator and uh I don't know what we what what will we say about the stint or the attempted stint as a coc. Last weekend brought a different kind of a challenge. Uh, so talk to us about that and give us your insights.
3: I don't think you can ever call me a coc. I never made the grade. I'm afraid every time I tried, it, fell under. So that's, that's lads, hey, lads, lads
0: often call the things beginning with c, but we won't get into that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no doubt I'm called. I think I was reading some article last night about some. But a lot wiser to um direct and say what they think you either love them or hate them it's a bit like that that drink bovril or one of them isn't it it's um you <laughs> either love them, people you are, you either think it's great or you think it's a disaster mind you i yeah. must say it was it was i suppose heartwarming is the best word for it a lot of people at the forest you said oh yes we listen to your podcast and I'm coming off the line saying, What you listen to that shite for, like, you know, it's surely to God we're not that interested. <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks anyway. But I must say, yeah, it, it was, I look, it's like any little thing you do. Um, it's interesting. I would recommend it for any car driver of any level. Like, to be fair, I got trained up in the morning and I had known the guys, to be fair. and it only took ten minutes, five ten minutes, but it's interesting to see how it works, and it's really really simple. Like to be fair, now it's well managed. It's it's, yeah. I I was interested to see it, but anybody, else people, they struggle. They struggle especially for core drivers. They seem to want to run a mile from it. Man, it's the simplest thing. You need no keyboard skills. Like I mean, it, it, even the most basic core driver knowledge, is a massive help to them because of the way a car driver is wired and the way you think. But it was just, and I would advise do it on a gravel event because obviously it's minute intervals. So, you know, you have more time. But literally your input from every car takes less than 10 seconds, like, mm-hmm. and you have time to, and, and there's even an online system within the, the admin of the page, which in this case is Ian Gassili, but it's a bit like Toto Wolff's board. I have people that I can talk to. so. If, If I miss a car or something happens that is out of my control, and I don't know the people's names, but I can see who's at the end of the next stage. And I can literally, as I'm looking at the screen, send a message direct to them. I miss car such. Can you pick it up for me? Which I never realized could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, a few things I noticed, I suppose, from the competitors' point of view. uh, It would surprise you the amount of people that hand out the sheet of paper and don't put the time card on it. Time to their, their competitor number on us. That kind of surprised me. Um, the only advice I'd give there for, and, and, and to be fair, look, it's you know it's probably in some of the junior classes, so I shouldn't be critical. But I suppose the best advice I would give for any co-driver listening to this today is when you get your time, cars the night before the rally or the morning before the rally or whatever the case may be, go at a quiet place, go in, lock yourself into the hotel toilet if that's what it takes for two minutes. And instead of reading the newspaper, just get your time card out, sign it, and write your car numbers, on the whole lot of them.
0: Mm. Say a time later Probably on today.
3: Wait until do all that. Um, mm. So that's the best, surprise. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, yeah, the other thing that just surprised me as well. A lot of cars would pull up at us, and they would wait a minute, and they were calculating, and I know what they were doing. They were, in most cases, they were, they were calculating their stage time, which is fine. I do it myself but there's actually no need when you look at the system it doesn't look for stage time i put in the start time and the finish time so just a bit of advice for people when you're pulling up at the control there's no need to work out the stage because some dare doesn't want it They have no use for whatsoever um, and some people may be working out their time to go to the next stage again irrelevant just literally pull up and catch the sheet of paper and throw it out the window um, purely because even if you're working out, all you're getting, all they're handing out is a is is a counter file. You you have the main time card still. So you're only handing out a, a, a photocopy of what has happened or a, the, the original copy. You still have a copy to continue and calculate your stage time and work out your time to the next control and all that kind of malarkey. Just literally catch the top, top out, throw it the window you're no worse off than you are before you give it away because all the information you just handed out, you have it on a, a photo set, copy in front of you anyway, so. Um, but yeah, there was only a couple of things um, that I that I picked that I picked up on. Um, in fact, there's no need to, a lot of people handed out the whole time card book they seem to be a little bit confused. So we tried to help some of those guys. Um, there's no need to hand it all out. Just give us out the very top sheet that you're working on and continue on your way. Mind you, I came upon, um, I came upon, great idea and I got a free breakfast actually which was a great start to the day down in Bellybony. I went and I met our former uh, colleague uh, Tommy Coman from the the the, the, the hit guarder from the Killarney uh, mm-hmm. a bit. and um, his driver Hal Lewis now if you've ever met a wise man from Limerick, he as a wise man and he had such a simple idea and he said to me I'll tell you he says and sure, look, get it out there and get people talking about it and the idea was so simple I went wow you know you know, it's always the best ideas of the simplest ones. See, in the tracking system, there's two bugbears of every competitor in the country. One is their seeding and the other is bloody ch- chicanes or catching cars. And the, ca- the seeding and the catching cars is related. And obviously, the chicanes are their own. They're, they're, they're a problem in themselves. But as regards the catching a cars, I thought it was such a simple idea. He, he, he said that if you look in Formula One, which I, did, I only realized the other day that you're very familiar with Formula One. If you look at Formula One, what what do they do when when Hamilton is catching Verstappen or vice versa? Blue yeah. flag. The mm. blue flags are waved. You get three blue flags, and you get a five second penalty or a ten second penalty or whatever the case may be. Why not have a? Green? So when a car comes within hundred meters of you. I don't even know if this is possible now, so maybe it's the one we'll we'll, we'll I will try and find out before the next podcast. We might get on to Terry or the Rally 4 people or ETA or someone that's in the know What is So if a car comes within 100 metres of you from behind, that the a blue, obviously the siren, everyone is familiar, and it doesn't have to ring for too long. Uh, a thing goes off on the car and there's a blue light flashing. Just an idea. I, I liked it. It was a, it's such a simple idea. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, that was my day it was a great um i thought it was great for a club that were able to like they're running their their i suppose to flagship event i suppose you'd have to call it their flagship event only in a couple of weeks again so they were able to run the Moonraker forestry down at Orney, and um yeah it's it's pretty much the same club it is the same club it's a motorcycle and car club and uh, yeah they're back running their their flagship event again in a couple of weeks which is not to be fair it's you know Without knocking other events, the organisation and the attention to detail now would be a lot better than, let's just say, some of the other ones we've met, even ones in the recent weeks. Uh, this would be a far better put together piece of kit like. Um, um, and I think it's ran, I see the rigs were out there last week or week before. it's ran around the Cormac area.
0: Hmm. So, um, yeah,
3: I'm looking forward to that. That will be a good day out. But...
0: Yeah, that's uh, obviously only a few weeks away. Like, yeah, as you said, running two events like that in the space of a month is a big undertaking. And just while I have you as well, um, you know, you're not going to be yourself over the next few weeks. Um, I've seen the entry for the Stone Towers, but I also saw the entry for the Down Rally. And, um, yeah, I'd say there's no weekend, really, or rare weekends that you're not involved in something there, certain parents.
3: No, but I, I, Short, and I are going to do the Down Rally trying to organize a bit of a test after um i think Owen and i might do a test next week we'll do the store chores and, and the 20. so i've kind of a, it's not as mad as it looks i've cut it well back normally i would do kind of 15 to 20 events a year but i'm i'm it's it's back to about half of it this year i think i'm not um i just don't have the time to put into it and you can only do that you can do fifth for two or three years but then you need to step back because you can continue through life in a way half the year um yeah so it's just the way it worked out this year but i've done a lot of studying and that um that is fitting in but i won't be able to sustain that um so yeah um, looking forward to the citron haven't been in a citron before um mm-hmm. on paper i think it's an amazing piece of kit um so yeah looking forward to spinning it i think we're going for a run next week and uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people to get this car to where it is now yeah looking forward to that and obviously the down rally would be Stuart's local rally um so yeah that's going to be a bit of fun we're just trying to still work on setup of that car that car isn't that car isn't where let's just say we like it to be it's just Hmm. I think these cars it's a bit like the Formula One in ways each driver likes a different setup so you could put 10 drivers into the same car and you might get 20% like it and 80% Hmm. hate it Um, or vice versa so it's a a case of trying to get the setup in such a way that it does what you feel so yeah it'll be interesting
0: yeah well listen the very best look and thanks for joining us for a little whistle stop tour
3: not a bother talk to you
0: now and the Charlie podcast. I'm joined by Jim Murphy, the COC of the Moonraker Forestry Rally in Balavorni last Saturday. Uh, Jim is going to go down through class winners with us. And uh, he's also give us, going to give us a general synopsis of how the event went. So there was a number of talking points, obviously, Jim. But from an organizational point of view, um, what was what was your thoughts now that we have had almost a week, I suppose, at this stage to, uh, to uh, dissect everything?
4: From an or- organizational point of view, it went very well for us. Uh, all our team out there uh, were very pleased with it. And I was quite chuffed actually by the number of drivers and navigators that gave me the thumbs up and said, well done while I was at the finish ramp. So that bode well for it. And the general consensus since the Valley has been that very easy going. The service crews had an hour to fix anything inside in each service, which was a big plus. Uh, rally office the girls in the rally office they treated everybody very well apparently so the general consensus is it was well run and it put together but that's not thanks to me it's thanks to our club monster car club who put it together it's a, it's a club rally i'm just the name that's at the t- on this top of the sheet of paper
0: hmm. yeah I suppose uh, that's that's the whole the all of it is as a team effort, as we've said time and time again yes. about these events. But uh, it needs good leadership as well, so not to be not to be taken away from yourself. Uh, before we go into the class winners, like the stories and times, like Patrick O'Brien going toe-to-toe, Keith Cronin especially was an interesting one, early doors. And, uh, you know, Ryan Caldwell, who um, we're going to speak to on the programme here, uh, second two-wheel drive, which was uh, phenomenal. Uh, a class winner as well. There's a little spoiler for people. And um, it's not too long since he was in Donegal and not too long since he's out rallying in general. So I suppose there's a few bits and bobs and stories like that that did kind of creep up. Mossy Costlow, uh, another guest on the on the podcast, um, taking a, a late dramatic win, I suppose, in the J1000. So, um, yeah, like everything, there's always um, big stories like that.
4: Oh, there is. And again, you mentioned uh, Patrick O'Brien. Patrick was actually the fastest car on SS1. That's mm-hmm. a fair achievement for him. Yeah, he was the fastest car in the SS1. Uh, again, he, he put up a good fight with uh, Keith Cronin. Um, we I spoke to Keith after the event and he was very pleased with it. He said it was a great test for his upcoming BRC challenge, which mm-hmm. was good to hear. He said the stages gave him bits of everything he needed to test the car and get it as good as he could.
0: And mm-hmm. incredible Patrick I suppose, there. As well, so hit us up with these class winners then
4: Right, starting with class 2 Ryan Caldwell Winner of class 2 Class 4 PJ O'Connor Class 6 Jordan Hone Um, Class 9 Seamus McHugh Class 10 Mike Garrity, Class 11F Michael Fitzgibbon Uh, Class 11R Shane McKenney class 12 Donald Connolly class 13 Hugh McDade class 14 uh, Mickey Conlan class 15 Matt Murphy class 20 Derek Mackerel. and class 21 Massey Costello Ram right,
3: Underlasher
4: and yes, again on uh, the last stage, uh, Massey won it. Actually, on the last stage, there was drama on the last stage for the leader, uh, and like uh, Massey, Burnham. yeah, yeah Massey, Massey, won it, which was a good achievement for him. Good achievement for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, from your own point of view, um, with Munster Car Club, there's no, there's no rest for the week. As the fella said, the car twenty is only three weeks away. So you're just about getting over one, probably not even fully over one. And you're in the middle of planning the other already like, and it is hectic. So, yeah, that's it. That's a big drain on resources and on energy reserves as well.
4: It is. But again, uh, it's just the way the uh, calendar fell for us. And we split our resources into two. Uh, One half of us did the Moonraker. And as soon as that was over, which was last Saturday evening, we started into uh working on the uh car 20 as soon as that was over so uh the guys that have been working it there's a lot of work done but as i said to you already uh liam hayes and myself have been out marking the roads uh for the last couple of days so finish one start the the next one
0: that's it all for all for love is you um awesome. jim Really good chat to you on the Irish Rally Podcast. Thanks for uh, taking the time out and uh, all the best with the, the Car20 as well. All right.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Now on the Irish Rally Podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Ryan Caldwell, who uh, I suppose conjured up one of the uh, results of uh, last weekend down in Balavorne in the Moonraker. Um, second two-wheel drive, uh, class winner and ninth overall, I think. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty sweet evening and afternoon and morning and day in general, I suppose.
5: Yeah, I know, hey, we had a great run in the moon or So we had. We we're, we're actually took a wee bit to get back into the forest, you know, yourself. We've we done tarmac all year, you know, but, hey, we're happy with the result. We're, we're over the with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, could you have foreseen that sort of day panning out before, uh, before you stepped in behind the wheel? No, I
5: didn't, hey. I knew it was going to take a wee bit getting back into the thing, you know. Especially coming from tarmac, we have done tarmac all year, the Irish Tarmac Championship. We'd, yeah. Our last rally was five-mile town, up, in, uh, five, up just outside of Meno.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely good, so it was, it was definitely yeah. somewhere. Else. So, um, an interesting one that I wanted to throw out there, because I know that the background, there's a drifting background there as well. So, like, when it comes to tarmac rallying, when it comes to drifting and forestry, is forestry somewhat of a happy medium, just because of the loose nature <laughs> of it?
5: yeah it is actually hey it's it's actually more enjoyable i would actually enjoy the forest more you know i i like the tarmac as well but the tarmac just you've that much more grip you, there's that much more pace and obviously you don't want to care to slide whenever you're going that much harder you know but it's where in the forest i actually like the car sliding better so do it mm-hmm. sh- what actually suit sh- me better is where the we were always sliding so yeah no, brilliant hey definitely enjoy it yeah
0: I would have thought that. That's why that's why you kind of asked the question, just out so of curiosity to see what the what the story was like. But um this year then in general, like I mean, you're not long at this rallying crack, but uh yeah, as you said, you've been busy and the uh, results haven't been too bad either.
5: No, hey the the results is actually they're they're good, hey. thank God, but now we're we're flying hey. we're getting on well so we're definitely and Grace there me, she's she's a big help. She she's around around the rallying a long time, you know, that's where I have that's my first year rallying, so no we're uh we're happy with results too
0: yeah i suppose that uh, the relationship is it's so important to, to have that right leg and to have someone there that's going to keep you calm in all of this right. and, and keep you grounded i suppose too you know
5: yeah no grace keeps me right in the car and the the brains uh r317 frank and kevin and then you have patrick o'brien he rallies as well he actually was second overall at that rally but uh hey they, they all keep me right so they do
0: yeah yeah, Patrick. In fairness, we were remarking upon it in the program about the the tussle with uh, with Keith, like, and jeez, what what can we say about Keith that hasn't been said already? And you know, fair play to Patrick. You know, and I had a good, good chat with him actually with all in um in Carrick and Shore, and uh, yeah. yeah, another man going places.
5: No, he's a brilliant driver. He's definitely he's a
0: good driver. Yeah. So good um, plan. I suppose in terms of uh, what's coming next for you, um, I'll have to ask the question. Uh, what is we're... what is coming next? You have a good bit, you have a good bit on this year, as I said. You you've been busy. Um, uh, Jesus, like, uh, there's nearly a weekend that goes. There hasn't been a weekend going by, and you haven't been at something. Uh, so what's happening?
5: Now we're going back to Irish Tarmac again. We're uh, we're doing the Car Twenty. We're actually just finishing off the Irish Tarmac Championship, and we're going to do the Irish Forest Championship as well. So we uh, we might do an odd national round maybe at the end of the year, you know, after the Forest Championship, but.
2: Hmm. This was a busy
5: start to the year. Hey, we just we we started off from Galway with a class one. We wanted to try and keep it up, so we had to get a bit of seat timing.
0: mm mm-hmm. So, like, just looking at the timeline of that, then you're you're going to spend a good bit of time in Cork, obviously. Anyway, but uh, between <laughs> between last week and uh, and and a, and a couple of more, but um, yeah, that's uh, that that's going to be that's going to be a tasty one in terms of like, you know, getting getting everything together, logistics and all. It's always something that I like to delve into, and. Uh, going from one spec to another and different things like all that all bringing all that together um i often think to myself how how can lads do it how, how do lads have the the patience to do it um it is a serious serious team effort isn't it in fairness
5: I right, know very serious team effort rolling, so it is. from uh the actually the brands keep my car they run the car and they do everything to the car either it's first class job as usual so it is always is yeah. But uh, all I have to do is show up at the at the day, and then the car is ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you're doing your job fairly well too. So, listen, keep it up. Um, thanks for jumping on with us and having the having the quick chat. Looking forward to following your progress and uh, and keep early, all right? Thank you, Kim. Now on the Irish Rally Podcast, we are renewing acquaintances with Mister Larry O'Shea, who we worked with down in and Shore for the uh, Woolly Lockman Rally. Larry, great to chat to you once again on the Irish Rally Podcast. How is things with you?
2: All good, Kevin, sure, uh, delighted to be back as well, delighted to be back in, oh, in contact, uh, ah, yeah. all, all is all is well, Most motor club is going well, life in general is all good, leaving service done,
0: we're all happy. Good lad, good lad, yeah, the last day I think I was done with you, you were doing your Irish Oral, so yeah, <laughs> um, a few a few sighs of relief since then, so um, I know you're doing a bit of PR for the Stone Shores Rally, which of course is uh, coming up next weekend, and we will chat about that. Well, first, we're going to go back to Balavorni last Saturday, and you were down there, um, obviously you got a grow for the forestry, uh, what did you make of proceedings, did you enjoy your day?
2: Yeah, uh, I thought a very, very good event, I suppose, it's almost got to the stage of myself where it's unusual to be a spectator, uh, normally competing or somewhere involved in organisation, so nice to kind of relax and to go on, not that you wouldn't always enjoy an event, but to... To not have any responsibility was actually nice for once.
0: Yeah, that's it, and throw off the shackles. And like you saw, how good of a star Patrick O'Brien met in particular, like and Keith Cronin. Everyone was expecting him to, you know, to walk it. And we want to wish Keith and Mikey the very best, obviously, this weekend in the BRC where they're going ever so well. Uh, but there was some um, some standout moments like that, wasn't there?
2: There was, yeah. There there was good battles all around. Uh, I suppose after Patrick won our own for Australia, and Carrick. You would be hoping to see him kick on and do something similar. Uh, Unfortunately, just not to be for Patrick, but I've no doubt he'll be back again.
0: Mm Hmm. Well, I suppose points. You know, points on the board. That's what. That's what it's all about. Uh, I know, like Jack. Jack Brennan. We had a great chat with him. Uh, Things didn't turn out too good for him. Uh, Mossy Costello was obviously a guest on the on the podcast here, and obviously delighted. And he kept in the hunt. You know what I mean. And uh, what, what's the old saying? One man's sorrow is another man's joy. But the J1000s is um, is proven to be very, very popular. And, you know, it was one of the big talking points as well last weekend to emerge like.
2: Well, I suppose the strong entry in the J1000 is so encouraging from the point of view of rallying going forward that we now have certainty that there is a future in our sport, which, to be honest, before COVID, it didn't look great that, entries were dying out a bit but to see all the young people coming on and sure like Jack Brennan being a club member delighted to see him pushing on and leading the championship and he was leading this rally up to a mistake on the last stage but that being said you couldn't begrudge Mossy a win like a lovely fella it just couldn't be any happier for him
0: mm. really sound guy really sound guy really enjoyed uh, chatting to him on that uh, on the episode um yeah, so look, um before we kind of move on to next weekend, we should give I suppose a bit of a shout out to uh Corp Motor Club and the Jim Walsh obviously, which uh will be the, the next round of the the Forestry Championship. And um, you know, as we've said, there is some there is some big battles, things are tight in the classes and uh always a very good event the gym was. I actually remember being at it years upon years ago. It wasn't too far away from uh, the mother's home place and uh yeah, isn't it amazing? I think we've remarked upon it before several times that so many people have such a gra for the forestry. So many people have such a gra for the tar. There's a Venn diagram of people who like both, but there's diehards in both corners that they wouldn't do a tar event. And likewise, some lads wouldn't do a forestry event. It's uh, I also thought yeah. that was a mad one. Like,
2: I, I know so many lads who would have been hardcore tarmac men wouldn't have ever touched forestry and then the same fellas have gone into the forest and they haven't come out of it since. Like they just—they're <laughs> mad for it.
0: Yeah, and that's nothing to do with bad phone reception. <laughs> yeah, can't do a bad phone um,
2: reception or the poor navigators.
0: Yeah, yeah, but no, that, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. But look, it's not different. Um, It's not different uh, across the pond as uh, as the fella said. But yeah, so that's that's the story. We're, we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to that, and obviously after that event we will have a podcast as well we've kind of just vaguely dipped in and out of the the national stuff uh, there was a podcast on obviously after the the carlos stages rally and a build-up in i suppose ahead of that as well but uh while we have you here as as we said earlier you are involved from a pr point of view with the stone drawers rally and haven't seen the unseeded entry list wow that's all i can say
2: yeah uh so really, with the Tipperary Motor Club being the noisy neighbours of ourselves down in Carrick, we do try to give them a hand, because in fairness, they give us a hand, and as you know, motorsport is heavily reliant on volunteers. But I'm delighted, really, to be to be asked to give a hand. Uh, I think it remarks well for me and for you as well that we've done a good job with the PR above in Carrick. But uh, uh, yeah, like you said, a real good, strong entry. Uh, I'll be doing the event myself, navigating with Pascal O'Shea in a Class 14 BMW, but good, stiff competition in every class. I think they said something like 17 or 18 or 5 cars as well.
0: Yeah, tasty. Looking
2: forward to getting back into the action, yeah? Looking forward, yeah. A long absence, really. We weren't out since Wexford last year. And sure, it is nice to be involved in running events and that, but really, we're all into rallying for the same thing to be out there and to actually be on the stages
0: mm-hmm. and having the crack of stuff so uh, I suppose like like every event this year there is obviously a demand for marshals they are scarce they are thin on the ground so uh, contact details I suppose for anyone that wants to give a dig out how can they get in touch with the club
2: well see the, the format they're running is the traditional national rally three stages three times with 110 stage kilometres. So there's a big draw there for marshals. It is a lot of kilometres. But really, I suppose anyone who does want to get involved in marshalling, all they have to do is go to the Tipperary Stone tours Rally Facebook page, which is actually Stip- Tipperary Stone tours Rally 2022. And if you just scroll the second or third most recent post, you'll see they have meeting points and contacts for the marshal on every stage. So anyone who wants to help at all, it's all there on their Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. I think There's someone there in the background that I can hear. It sounds like they need a bit of help as well at the moment.
2: <laughs> that's the guy says you. Me poor driver is. He's, he's, yeah.
0: after, he's after entering the after. building. Does he, he doesn't want to say hello as well, does he not? <laughs> he
2: can say hello if he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, say hello. Uh, hello
0: that's the that's that's the joys of it does he does he, he, he even do know you're doing this yeah he is he's probably he well what's the story pascal how are you keeping <laughs> uh, he, can't he, can't,
2: he can't hear you
0: he can't can't hear you The you have the you have the cans on but anyway nice little impromptu <laughs> nice little impromptu uh <laughs> joining so cool of the call but uh, the best look to the best look to vote you is larry and um thanks for joining us once again here all right
2: yeah uh i, I... Yeah, just a, a final point on the lads above in the stone tours before we were interrupted there. Uh, they're running their scrutiny service trailer in the Powerstown Racecourse. Uh similar setup to what we had for our, our forest rally. Everything is kind of based in one area. And for anyone who does want more information, like I said, it's on their Facebook. But also, if you want to go through the Sportify app, the code is TIP22. That's T, two P's, and
0: 22 that's the job that's, that, they're actually great sports and in fairness the information you get from it absolutely unbelievable so good to see us are available that as well larry thanks a million pleasure once
2: again spot on kevin
0: and that's where we leave it on this edition of the irish rally podcast my thanks to svs productions for their kind sponsorship thanks to all our guests thanks to you our listeners and viewers and until next time take care